Thank you for tuning in, everyone. You're listening to the Adjust Your Way to 100K podcast, the show that gives you insight on a very profitable career in the insurance adjusting industry. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite platforms and share with anyone looking to get into a lucrative career. Now, season two, I told you I was going to be jam-packed. And a question that I get a lot is about you know, the versatility of this industry of insurance adjusting. And when I think about being versatile and and really calling your own shots, the first person that comes to mind is T. T, I want to tell you that it's it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, there, there's a lot of ways I could describe and bring you here on the show. If you could give us a little sneak peek of like um, who you are, your credentials. I, I really can't do the job of introducing you. I'm going to let you do that yourself. We have T here. From Pips Over Money, how you doing today? I'm doing very well. So, like, I appreciate you for sharing this time with me. Um, I like to think of myself as a financial freedom advocate. Yeah. So, um, I've been adjusting for about three years. Prior to that, I've been trading currencies and commodities online for about six years. And so, uh, I'm really happy to do this podcast because. I got introduced to adjusting and I know we're going to dive into it, but it was just another way to feed that financial freedom beast. So yeah. um, I'm happy to happy to have this conversation with you. And I, I've learned a lot from you as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there that you're doing, you're doing great work. So um, <laughs> I do teach people how to trade uh, like one-on-one. I do one-on-one consulting for traders. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much a little bit about what I have going on. That's that's awesome to hear. And I love that you said that um, adjusting, we're, we're talking about that, the name of the podcast, Adjust Your Way to 100K, but that was merely a vehicle to keep you on the um, the financial freedom train, if you will, like, mm-hmm. if that's what you're saying, the, the, the competency of that, of being financially free. So when did you start on the journey of, of being this financial guru that you are? Wow. Listen, so like, I've always wanted to be rich, like from when I was a young girl. So yeah. I was really interested in the stock market around 11. Uh, seeing it as a possibility for something that I could do was not it wasn't until like six years ago when I started really trading currencies more mm. full time. However, like I'd always been involved, like companies that I worked for, I was always involved in the 401k. I had like an Acorns account. I was like, baby stepping my way to investing and mm-hmm. um i invested in bitcoin back in 2017 and from there like that's that's re- that's really when some things popped off and changed uh once that once that uh once that market started shooting up so that's that's where i got started when i was a, a, a weeby little girl I was like hey i want to be rich <laughs> that was the goal i want to get goal. paid <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly gotta get paid so when did the uh, when did you become aware of insurance adjusting? Oh, so I had a um, this girl that I used to work with. She was mentioning her uncle one time, and she said that her uncle had went into a dealership and he bought a brand new like F one fifty like Lerat like the the high end. He bought it cash, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> like my ears, my ears poked up. I was like, "What do you mean he bought it cash?" And so she was like, "Yeah, he's been doing commercial adjusting for like 10, 10 15 years." And I was like, hmm? <laughs> "So I started doing some research, and uh, I decided to uh, get my my adjuster's license. I got my home state was Texas at the time, so 
and then um just kind of expanded from there but as soon as i heard that people was making bank it's just like yeah he did like hurricane katrina and as adjusters we you know we don't we harm to none is like the philosophy but at the yeah. same time we know that those catastrophes happen and, and so um being in a position to help people and make money is like it's a win-win yeah it, it really is there's a there's a lot of money to be made definitely it's it's definitely lucrative but it's also um we're the ones I feel like in the first line to help people when there's a catastrophe. Um, so when when did you? So what year was that that you got started when you found out about adjusting? So that would have been uh, 19, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Okay. Uh, so still, I'm still a baby in the adjusting game, and um, you know, I mean, picking up deployments. But yeah, that was 2019 when I got started. If you're interested in this lucrative career, go to adjusterpro.com. Get ready and signed up for your pre-licensing course, continuing education, Xactimate training, all through adjusterpro.com. And use my code SD2023 to save 10%. Okay, okay. So what was your, everyone kind of, um, <clears throat> the, the way they get in is always different. Everybody's got a different story. So in 2019, you heard this from a, a friend, uncle's making bank. What was your next move? Like, how did you get started? Well, really, so it took me like, because I was coaching and, and trading at the same time, I, it took me like a year before I got through the course that I was going through because I wasn't really, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really taking it serious. I was like, okay, uh, I can do this, but I just wasn't really focused on it. Mm -hmm. And then, so I, I got my first deployment in uh, 2021. So that was like, right after I, uh, it took like a year because I, I got my um, Texas in 2020. Texas license in 2020. And then after that, I had a deployment in 2021. And I was like, let's go. So yeah. my first deployment was a, um, it was a catastrophe. It was a winter storm in uh, Texas. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. were you working remotely or were you in office? No, that one actually was in office. And it was a, at the time, it was weird because that was right in the middle of everything that they be going on. And um, their staff adjusters were remote, and then the catastrophe mm -hmm. adjusters were in office. Now, this office, I mean, it was beautiful. It was, uh, they had snacks on deck. They was really trying to spoil us. But yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind that one because it was such a, um, just a, it was a great company. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about the company name, but it was a great company. And um, yeah, I mean, they, they had it set up. I didn't mind um, going on site because it was away from, it was away from the storm. But yeah. that was that was my first uh, first stab at it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It looks like we got some academy members filing in. Um, if you're a part of the Adjust Your Way Academy, you can be an audience member to podcasts like this with our guests, and you can ask questions directly. So, just want to say hi to everybody. They're filing in. We got Cindy, Brianna. If you're trying to uh, get into the academy, you go to 100kacademy.com. Uh, 100kacademy the 100kacademy.com. I'm getting. I'm getting tongue-tied because I got a question I ask you, T. What's up? So you went from working in the office, right? Mm-hmm. In 2021. When mm -hmm. I became cognizant of you when we worked together was 2022. How did mm -hmm. you start being from in office to working as an expat, if you will? We're going to put that term on it. Flying yeah. and just heading around the world. Like, how did you make that transition? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> so, um, shortly after that deployment, yeah, for sure. I guess 
don't know if it's ways. It's just uh, I, I, I'm a Sagittarius, so we tend. Oh, you're Sagittarius too, but we tend to we tend to know yeah. how to keep it to ourselves, keep it close, play it close to the chest. Um, but yeah, so I just started getting on a bunch of rosters. I'm on like three different rosters right now, and uh, yeah, the opportunity came up for the position that we we work together. Now was remote, and it just already worked out, but. Actually, the, the crazy part is we want to get into the nitty gritty, which yeah. is fine now because I'm, I'm not there. But um, yeah, like, <laughs> so mind you, I was in Bali. Like, I would tell you straight up, I was yeah. in Bali and um, they were like, yeah, so we're going to ship you the equipment. And I was just like, oh, brother. Like, it was crazy because I was like, man, and the mail system in Bali is a little bit tricky. And I had already been there for a few months. Well, actually, like, I had been there for like six, eight months. Um, but anyway, so I had to coordinate with getting this equipment shipped from my parents' house to Bali. And, yo, that was so stressful because I was just like, man. But um, our one of the, the team leads, you, you know who I'm talking about, very accommodating. I was like, listen, the, I, I didn't really explain everything to her. I was just like, hey, I haven't gotten the equipment yet. She was, she was just like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. We'll just start you on this day. And I was like, ah. And then when the equipment finally came, I was just like, ah, this is perfect. So that was like my first, uh, that was my first remote uh, adjusting gig, actually. Oh, awesome, awesome. Like, you played it perfectly. Like, I had no clue. Um, I, I was telling to y'all before we came on, like, there was one point that I remember us just talking remotely about um, the the different places that we were geographically. And when it got to T, T was like, yeah, I ain't got nothing to say about that. <laughs> because but you know what like uh so one of the the management team uh members he was like it, it doesn't matter as long as you're on when i first you know what i mean got got into agreement with him i was like it's like it doesn't matter as long as you're on this time zone it, we're good with it and i was like okay say less and so yes. uh yeah so then when it started to get closer to when i started I was just like, hey, I mean, I'm just gonna be wherever I need to be. And I was doing a lot of a lot of moving around. So when he asked that question in that meeting, I was just like, don't, don't. And I don't know if he asked it on purpose because sometimes I was kind of, um, I was a little bit, what, what, what word am I looking for? I wasn't paranoid about it. I didn't really care, you know what I mean? But at the same time, sometimes it would be dark. Like now it's 5 a.m., you know what I mean? And it'd be pitch black at 8 p.m. and then if I'm in Texas, then da, 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 da. so I tried to either have my camera on for the most part or just be in an area where it was like well lit. So yeah. it, it was it was it was a journey, and I could have been more transparent with them about it. I mean, I, I just I didn't know, and I mean, I didn't think it was a big deal at that time. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't think it's a big deal, um, and I think that just speaks to the opportunity we have now in this career post uh, 2020 where you can work remotely. Um, so how did, I, I know I saw some of your content on TikTok, y'all. If you could go follow T on TikTok, Pips yeah. Over Money. Um, I saw some of your content explaining like how you kind of sold your belongings and started on this journey of, you know, traveling and living around the world. Like what, how did you, I know you said when you were younger, you wanted to be rich. So I'm sure you you crunched some numbers and said, hey, this is a good move. But how did you like mentally, mindset wise, come to that agreement? Like, yeah, I'm going to do this and still start pursuing it. Yeah. So I was living in St. Louis um, for about eight years. And the original plan was to live there for like five. 
And um, after that sixth year came up, I was just, my head was constantly on the swivel about where I wanted to move to next. And I just could not find that place in the US. Mm -hmm. And uh, right around in 2019, earlier in 2019, I had already come to Bali and I had uh, come to Vietnam and Thailand. And, and I knew that I liked living on this, this time zone, uh, mm -hmm. especially for trading, because for trading is, is, uh, is beautiful because your day doesn't start until the afternoon. And so you have the full advantage of the morning and then a couple hours in the day I'm trading, uh, you know, from like 2 p.m. to like uh, to like maybe five ish. So it'd be mm -hmm. like 2, 2 p.m., uh, 2 a.m. Eastern to 5 a.m. Eastern. And then I'm pretty much done. So um, the decision really came. Yeah, I, I mean, and yeah. it, uh, it's, it's been a blessing. But the decision came when I was I was in St. Louis and I was just like, you know, like I need more sunshine. I need and it, I, at my big age, I'm like, it's still time for me to explore the world. And uh, where would I go? And I just, I chose Bali. Uh, I chose Bali uh, for a few months. And then I went to Thailand and then I went back to Bali. And, and then I ended up in Vietnam. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I really think that um, a lot of people want to do that and make that choice. But um, what, are, what were some things that, um, I'm sure, I mean, it's scary for anybody to make this type of transition. But what were some things like um, that people around you, like your family and whatnot, what did they say about it? Were they supportive or were they kind of skeptical? Yeah, so most of my my family, like my mom, my dad, my sister, they were all super supportive of me just going. They knew I'm the, I've always been just the type that's like, hey, once I once I one once I tell you that I'm doing it, it's it's already done. You know what I mean? It's already done. So uh, family <laughs> yeah. was super supportive. And um, I mean, they were concerned because it's like, oh, you're going to be X, Y, Z number of hours away. And I'm like, but I was already living in St. Louis, like you weren't coming there. And so some of my friends took it a little bit harder because they're like, we're not going to be able to kick it. I'm like, but you haven't came to see me in like three years. I don't, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, it was more of them than my family. My family's super supportive and they're just my, they're just my, my cheerleaders all the way. So that's awesome to have that support when you're trying to like make a transition like that. Um, and I'm sure a part of you making that, that decision or you let us know was, you know, the cost of living in Bali and these places that you're, you're staying is significantly less than the United States. So if you could speak to that, like what is, if you don't mind sharing, what is your costs um, in Bali? How does it compare to the U.S.? Yeah, so actually, so like that was one of the things like for me at the time exiting the US, I didn't care if I was breaking even on my expenses. Like I, I had already a part of the financial freedom game to me is getting your expenses low. So mm -hmm. I had already pretty much cut out a lot. Like I was living on like 60% of, of 50 to 60% of my income. So I even told myself, like, even when moving to Bali, if I'm paying the exact same, it's quality of life mm -hmm. versus trying to save a couple of dollars. Like to me, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the type that's like, oh, how to live on, in Bali on $30 a day. Like that's not the lifestyle that I wanted. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not advocating to be cheap. And so yeah. for me, my expenses are pretty much the same. Now, the difference is of course the quality, like um, in Vietnam, having a, a condo on a 19th floor of one of the most prestigious buildings in down in the district one it's called, I mean, mm -hmm. that's quality of life, security, real life security. Like you can't get in here, uh, pool, all that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah, it's quality yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's about the same. I mean, my, my cost of living is about the same because I already pretty much narrowed it down where, I mean, I don't have that many expenses anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, but but you're right. Quality of living, um, probably possibly the quality of food, um, that, the sunshine. Yes. Yeah, those those things mean a lot. And I'm sure even if you're breaking the same amount that you would spend here in the U.S., that quality is better. You're getting more bang for your buck where you're at. Is what I what I hear from you, and that's cool. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Food quality, like I mean, I get I get fruit delivered here. I mean, it may cost like ten dollars, but that's one meal. You know what I mean? So. It's like some stuff is really much this, and even in in Vietnam, there's so much money here that I mean, it, I mean, sheesh, you could you could you could rack up some some uh, you could really rack it up here. So really? I mean, for me, it was just a focus of quality, quality versus um, how quote unquote cheap can I go? I'm, I'm not an advocate of that. I love I love living lavishly. So I mean, hey, if you're gonna go somewhere, live as lavishly as possible uh under under your whatever makes you comfortable you know what i mean i don't yeah. i didn't see myself coming to a, a different country to be like oh well let me be not nah, that's that's just not me i know it works for some people but that's just not my style well you know i'm, I'm glad to hear this perspective because a lot of the times when i follow expats or i look at different things i hear the the sort of not penny pinching but you know i'm living like you said on bali for ten dollars a day or whatever but to hear like hey i'm not necessarily trying to penny pinch i'm trying to upgrade my my level of living, my comfort, uh, my comfort, and the quality of different things. So I love that. I love to hear that. So um, yeah. I I know you've written um, a book. Tell us about that. Um, I I love the financial piece. Like, what went into writing a book? Yeah. So I um I have two self published books of photography books, and the third book that you're referring to is more mm -hmm. for traders. It's uh it's mm -hmm. called the 252 Affirmations for the Forex Trader. And so my whole approach to trading and life in general is that it's psychology first. Like, mm -hmm. in, in fact, pips over money, although pips is a, a financial term for, for where I stand, it means personal image psychology skills. And oh. so the, the, yeah, the inspiration yeah. behind the book yeah. is giving um, one, one affirmation per trading day. There are 252 trading days in a year. But just giving that that almost like a recipe book, because I believe that you can build on it. You can read one. You know what I mean? One can stand out to you or you can read one every day or you can read 200. You know what I mean? Like you can really do whatever you want. It's a recipe book for the things that really got my mind programmed around being a successful trader. So, like, for instance, one of my favorite affirmations is earning money rapidly is becoming easier for me and I'm doing honest work. So okay. a lot of, a lot of times uh, when I'm working with traders, some of them have conflicting money beliefs. Yeah. So like this idea of money coming to you quickly, like an adjusting, you can yep. get a deployment and you could be looking at like 20 bands in four weeks. And for some people, if they haven't successfully made the appropriate psychological jump, then they may think that they're dirty or bad because something happened or we, some people might associate earning money fast with like drug dealing or scamming people. And it's, in fact, it's not. I mean, so that, that one affirmation alone was one of the things that reprogrammed my mind. Earning money rapidly is becoming easier for me and I'm doing mm -hmm. honest work. I love that. I love that. And I, I've seen you talk about um, the, the subconscious mind um, rewiring that you've done, the work you've done on yourself. Uh, when did that start? Was that before you started trading or was it like sort of in the midst of that? It was so late. So let me tell you, um, 2011, all right, 2011, I, uh, I was working at this company for like five years. Mm. And so one day I went into the company and my manager at the time, he wasn't a huge fan of me. I wasn't a huge fan of him, but 
they called me into the office and they were just like, hey, we need this to be your last day. And um, that was super devastating. I'm not going to that was I felt financially vulnerable. Like I didn't really have a, a, a lot of savings. I was way over leveraged on the vehicle that I was driving. I probably was earning like twenty five thousand a year at the time. But my car payment was almost five hundred dollars. You know, what I mean, my, I was just living way beyond my means. And so losing that that source of income because I didn't really have any other sources was financially devastating. So I had to move back home, had to pretty much pack up and sell everything. And so I just remember on that ride home thinking, I never want to be financially vulnerable again. Like I never wanted to subject my personal income to someone else. And so that's where the self-development start. On that, on that, on that car ride from Alabama to Arkansas, I'm listening to Zig Ziglar. I'm listening to Bob Proctor. I'm listening to Les Brown. I'm listening to Lisa Nichols, like really saying, hey, if, if these people are saying that it really just starts up here, I can do that. Like I can fix my mind. Yeah, it's manifesting. It's like if, if if they're saying is really just think and grow rich, let me prove them right. You know what I mean? Let me let me actually do the work. And so that's when it started on that journey home. When I was crying, <laughs> I was literally crying, laughing, going through all of the emotions, really. But yeah. um, that's where it started. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> last night I was talking to a family member and um we we're just talking about different investments and this family member said something really great. Um he was saying, you know, sometimes you have to know how to fall. Uh, you know, mm. and I always say that uh, I've heard it somewhere and I love applying this, that there's no failure, just feedback. But sometimes mm. you get that that feedback that hits you and then you got to pivot. And like you said, start basically kind of start over. Right. Moving back home and, and resettling, pivoting. Um, how how do you feel now? All these years later, all these different things you've done, looking back on that car ride, like what would you tell T? From back then, as you're crying, like what was sitting in the passenger seat now? <laughs> that's a great, that's a great question. What would I tell her? I'd be like, hey, first of all, stop crying because you, know, you look goofy. But the second thing <laughs> that I would say is that this too shall pass, and your future is going to be brighter than what you can even imagine. It. It's one of those things. Like I was working at that company, and I was planning on quitting anyway. So it's like, how you going? How you going to fire me? I was supposed to quit. So it's like. Like you said, life will teach you either how to fall uh, or, you know, what I mean, it will teach you to how to get up or you'll mm -hmm. continue to get knocked down. Um, and so um, one of the things I like to say is you can quit or be fired. You know, what I mean, like life will give us opportunities to gracefully exit or it'll smack us on the butt when we know that we have a bigger purpose. And that's the thing that that um, I always encourage people when it comes to the money thing is that the reason that we get into adjusting, the reason that we get into trading is because there is something bigger. You know what I mean? That we're really yeah. wanting to focus on and have that that mental freedom to not have to worry about, okay, how am I going to make ends meet? Once you have that piece freed up, then we can start to spiritually thrive and do the things that make us passionate, like coaching or, you know what I mean? Connecting yeah. with people. No, really, no doubt. It really all ties together. Having that stability frees you up. I guess, you know, when you're, I'm not going to say impoverished, but when you don't feel stable financially, um, it kind of throws a lot of things off track and um trauma wise that fight or flight sort of situation um it, it may have you feeling like a bear is chasing you you know what i mean uh so trying to get to that stability and then grow and and evolve in that uh it takes a lot so i, I want to applaud you for doing that i think that's awesome and now the changes you've made you're in bali now i think it's 
I think it's awesome. I, I love your story. Um, if you could tell us how we can continue to follow your evolution and, and get more information from you about the different trainings and mentorship you're doing. Sure. So right now I'm primarily on TikTok. It's Pips Over Money, P-I-P-S Over Money, spelled out. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the best way to follow the journey of, of where I'm going to be next, if you will. Um, <laughs> and then as far as like reaching out, my email is t at pipsovermoney.com. So T-E-E -E at pipsovermoney.com is, is the best way to to contact me. Love it, love it, love it. T oh, I forgot. Yeah. My bad, too. I do have a YouTube channel. I, I don't really, I, sometimes I haven't uploaded to YouTube in a while, so sometimes it slips in my mind, but I do have a YouTube channel show, showing some of the trips that I've taken, like to Bangkok, which I fell in love with, and, and other places, too. So that's, that's another place. That was amazing. The, the the images you have from that, like that was really breathtaking. Like you're you're really you're really showing us some things and, and I, I can't wait to see more of how you kind of explain different things about how you've made this transition. Um and I think it's so unique being in adjusting and doing that. Um, it's a lot of what a lot of people in the academy and that I get questions for want to do. So you're living their dreams. So I think that's great. I can't wait to see more. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And yes, Cindy, go to Bali, come to Bali, be in Bali. Bali is a fantastic place. People are fantastic. They love on you. And, and it's, a, it's also a, a nice community. Um, I, I was a part of a group called Black in Bali. And oh. there are always events going on, kickbacks going on. So it's a built-in community over there uh, that uh, is, is is unparalleled to anything that you can experience. And so um, just one question for you. So I, I know you said you're in this group, Black in Bali. Um, like language-wise, um, did you, were you able to speak in English? Did you have to learn the language? How did that go? Oh, that's a great question. So you, um, one of the areas that I was in primarily was Seminyak. Uh, so there's, it's more of a tourist area. And then Changu is more where the expats go. So you, you don't really have to learn Balinese. However, I mean, that's that other, that Sagittarius side of me really kicks up. I love learning. So I, I just decided that I definitely wanted to be able to communicate in, in Bahasa. Mm -hmm. It's called Bahasa, the, the language. So I started learning along the way and just being able to at least ask someone, how are they doing? was like goals for me. So, uh, but yeah, it, English, it, you'd be fine. You don't have to, it's not necessarily a language barrier as much as it is in Vietnam. Like in Vietnam, <laughs> if you're in a place where, cause it's not, it's not necessarily tourist um, heavy. You know what I mean? Like it's not a tourist place where people come to, to post up for extended periods of time. So yeah. like for instance, if, if I go and grab a, a taxi bike, and the driver doesn't speak English, it's not going to be an attempt to speak English. It's like he's going to keep speaking to me and being to me. So, uh, but you have your app, like Google Translate makes it a lot easier to, to have those conversations if you need to. Oh, okay. Well, that, thank, thank God for this technology we have. It's really it's changed real. everything for real. It really has. Yo, I, I really appreciate you being on. Um, we've got the Academy members here. Cindy says, I heard about that group in Bali. Yo, I think that's really great. Um, getting into groups and getting assimilated. Um, so it's Pips Over Money on TikTok. Yo, T, I really appreciate you being on and taking out the time to be here with us. I know it's morning where you are, evening, afternoon where we are, but we really appreciate you. Let's see. Cindy, you got any question? Um, Cindy says, do IA firms hire adjusters that travel? What would you say? Yeah. To answer. 
I would say, I mean, it depends on the relationships that you build. You know what I mean? Like, I think with the IA firms that I've partnered with and the, the people that I've networked with, like, if you have a good relationship with the person and they know that, one, you got to do good work, you know what I mean? Like, if you do good work, yeah. then it'll be a lot easier to build those relationships and to have people that trust you to do what you need to do regardless of where you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trusting you to make sure you're doing the work, closing the claims. You can be in Vietnam, Vietnam. you can be in Arkansas, but if, if you can really provide that work and um, giving them the the product that they need, we all know that it's the carrier, the the IA firm, and they, they're utilizing our expertise, our consultant um, information to close these claims. And so I think you're definitely right. If you're doing the work, they don't care where you are or what time zone you're in, just get it done and get it turned in. Uh, especially now since post-2020. I think that's opened up a lot more, wouldn't you say? Agreed. Agreed. So, and then the thing about it is, is I mean, for some people, it, and this is what I always tell people, is that I hit pretty much like 40 out of the 51, 50 states, however many we have. Like, I did a lot of traveling in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so before there would have been some sort of fear to say, okay, I'm going to go outside of the country. Like I did a, like I was in the car, drove from Arkansas to, uh, to California, drove from California to Illinois. Like I was doing a lot of traveling inside the U S so that to me, that's one of the first steps is if you are going to get on with a IA firm, I mean, see if they even, uh, let you travel, you know what I mean? Like nationally and, and see how that works for you. Because if you're interested in this lucrative career, go to adjusterpro.com. Get ready and signed up for your pre-licensing course, continuing education, Xactimate training, all through adjusterpro.com. And use my code SD2023 to save 10%. Sometimes it is a big job, and it's not everybody's dream to, to, to move outside of the country, be away from family, be away from everything that they know and love. But at the same time, hey, maybe go post up in Florida, go post up in Colorado, go post up in New York or, you know what I mean? Just, just yeah. exercise any, any options that you have before you do something that, you know what I mean? is not really something that you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the Sagittarius way to travel and be <laughs> unconventional. So <laughs> true. Sagittarius. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> that completely right. Uh, Absolutely. Question, um, like, do you have a home base to get a deployment? Do you have a home base here in the States? I do. Yeah, I do. It's in Texas. So okay. my home base is in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Understood. I appreciate you, T. Thank you, Academy members. Look, if you're trying to get on the Academy so you can be in the audience and ask questions of our guests, go to the100kacademy.com and join and sign up. T, thank you so much. We got to have you back on. We got, I mean, I, you, so, hey, anytime, anytime, yeah. I would love to talk more about the adjusting. And again, from you, I've learned so much in the short time that we've been connected. And I just say, hey, what you're doing, I admire. And I'm, I'm, I, I might have to look at getting a part of the academy because there's still so much to learn. You know what I mean? And I know you've been adjusting for how I don't I think it was like you told me Ooh, 10 years, maybe we six years in now. Um, oh, on seven. Yeah, it, it's uh, thank you for saying that. Um, it is a lot to learn. And I, I, just real quick, I, I went to NACA a couple of weeks ago and talking to all these different people. It's like, wow, it, you're never going to stop learning in this industry. So, yeah, I'm, I appreciate you for those kind words. And you're teaching just as much about things that I want to learn. So it's been great to be connected with you. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. We'll talk soon, I'm sure.
No doubt. No doubt. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being on T. Have a great evening, everybody. We're out. Now, if you want to get into this industry and utilize the best strategy to grow your career, you know where to go. 100kadjuster.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Talk to you next week.